Warning. Broadcast from Undisclosed Holler, the Appalachian Mountains in Northeast Alabama. They're not hillbillies, they're just billies from the hills. This is the Alabama Sportsman's Podcast. Welcome back to the Alabama Sportsman's Podcast. Be sure to like and follow us on social media, and you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts, and be sure to subscribe. On today's episode, we have on Michael Perry from Coleman, Alabama, who has a museum for a trophy room. Michael is a very successful hunter with grizzlies, black bears, moose, and many other game animals under his belt. And the best thing about his trophies is they are all public land kills. Here he is, Michael Perry. I, I want to know how many mounts, I would say what, how many bucks do you got mounted? Bucks on the wall mounted, well, I'm going to have to count real quick, you know. <laughs> I mean, you got a lot. I mean, you got, the... you got enough fingers. Not, <laughs> not, not to There's eat. probably there's twenty something white tails, and uh, four mule deer, no five mule deer, so three antelope. My wife's got two, another two bucks and a doe man. So we got you know, quite a few. So right. Oh nice. So, I mean, you know, they're not all they're not they're not all monsters, and you know, they're most of them is good deer, and then some of them got certain memories. So I'm I'll mount them if I got a special memory or something about it. So right. we right. love we love the mounts, and I'm I'm blessed to be married to a, a woman that loves outdoors and hunts with me and stuff, and and she allowed us to have this big room that we got now with a bunch of mounts in it. So, Michael, how many mounts do you have total? Uh, it's I know I saw some bear and stuff like that in there. Yeah, there's you got two brown bears, one grizzly, Arctic Circle grizzly bear, then one, then there's uh, eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven or eight uh, black bear full body mounts. And uh, I've got some uh, stuff that I've trapped otters, gray fox, red fox, three bobcats mounted, turkey mounted. So. I'll see you trapped too. Yeah, trapped. I got a, that's a, one of the first things I'm, started doing when i was young i probably caught i caught a raccoon when i was like 10 years old the first thing i ever trapped so that's what started it all wasn't it i wish yeah. i yeah. wish a lot more people would trap raccoons raccoons <laughs> and coyotes yeah yeah it was funny because we lived in the city like and, uh, my dad i followed my dad around he i go on him he was trapped a lot back then in early 80s and stuff you could make some money right and i said i want to trap dad and he said he's right. so he fixed me up a couple of traps and and uh, he fixed me up. He had to have a choke stick, and he fixed me up a choke stick with like telephone wire or something. Cause he didn't think I was gonna catch anything. So I took off on my bicycle and went up a creek somewhere and set a couple of traps out. And the next morning, I had a big old raccoon in there, and that, that choke stick he fixed me. That coon tore that thing up in about five seconds, and we fought around in that dang creek. And I finally got it took care of, and had that thing thrown on my shoulder, riding the bicycle, going back through the town of Hartz, and somebody. Pulled up, I'm in trouble. Boy, you get that cane, and what happened to you? Because I was muddy and, <laughs> and bloody and everything else. But yeah. anyway, it was a, it was a good deal. But Daddy was he couldn't believe I caught one. So. Well, that's great, man. Yeah. So, so that, that pretty much set it off. Did your dad hunt deer back then when you was about ten? Well, no, they started out. Him and his buddies started out um, rabbit hunting and duck hunting, and then later on they decided to. They wanted to deer hunt, so they all kind of started out like with shotguns. And then, uh, I don't know if you talk, heard about the Remington 742s. Some of them got 742s and then yep. both action rifles. And, but they really, they hunted like that. Then they really loved them both, the black powder hunts. And that's what they mainly done. And I went with them. But they just 
they would put you, you know, where they wanted you to be. And so you wasn't really, you was hunting where they put you. So, but they, they shot a lot of does when that was only about the only does you could kill them with, with primitive weapons. Right. You know, or bows. But that's, we started out doing that. My, my dad was kind of involved in some of the first, uh, bow hunting clubs that they had. Uh, I don't know if you, the guy that started, uh, Summit, you know, Wallers, uh, they were in it, and uh, Jimmy Lake was one of the first guys to do some bow stuff and invented the spider legs, uh, strings, and stuff like that. But right. it was, uh, we, I grew up and was around the, quite a bit of outdoors people with my dad and stuff. He's done different things from from commercial fishing. You know, I'd helped him drive a boat and stuff like that while he's putting out nets and uh, trot lines, jump boxes, and stuff like that. So right. I've got a broad range of stuff in the outdoors that i've done over the years um, but the trapping i try to do in february since they've extended the deer season i haven't got to do it last couple of years because i'm still carrying my wife up to different management areas in february and stuff so. right and that's 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 the next question now all these deer and stuff that you kill uh we're gonna talk about in-state first but uh all these big bucks now i've seen one on, on social media it was in the 150s and you was that a public land buck also uh, every every deer I've got mounted is Alabama whitetail. Is an Alabama wildlife mandatory deer. Right, uh, nice. It's, it's a public land. The biggest ones was with a gun is a one fifty eight and two eights. And then last year I killed the biggest one I've killed with a bow. It's a one forty two and something gross. I mean, big, he's a huge, wide, just beautiful deer. And then I've killed a couple, of, another one forty and then some one thirties and then some other smaller ones. But right. And all these are public yeah, land. All public land. It's, about everything that I try to do is public land, unless it's something that I have to have a guide with. And then they're still, they're still on public land. Most of them, the Alaska stuff is public land, but you have to have a guide because of hunting brown bears and stuff like that. So, right. But now Wyoming, I went. It's public land, and that's where we're trying to make a trip back out there in a couple of years. My wife won't. She shot a she shot a mule deer with a pretty good mule deer and she trunk she's antelope she hadn't had opportunity for that so we're gonna try to do that here next year or two so but, okay you know, that's public awesome. land is, is love that's what we'd love to do it's just it's it's challenging and it's it's not as uh, you know the clubs is kind of getting real pricey which I can understand and it, there's a lot of limitations and rules and stuff like that that's kind of I want to be able to go where I want to go and not have to worry about telling somebody your opinion or, or whatever so right now now tell everybody how many millions of dollars you have to do all this i have man, i don't i'm just a, a normal everyday worker I, I quit school at 17 i took my gd and joined the navy and spent five years doing that and i had a couple of jobs and i got this plant job i've had it for 24 years and i just worked 12 hours swing shift and just we save our money my wife's not a big spender we uh the first house we bought is the one we live in now. We paid thirty-seven thousand dollars for it, and you know I think the house payment was two hundred something dollars a month. We knocked that out, so we don't have to worry about that. And the additions and stuff we've done is we just we just controlled our money, and we say we save money. And I go on some trips to you know on these Alaska trips, you know, because they're pretty pricey. But the rest of it, the public land stuff, is not you know that's not that much money. Anybody can do it. Anybody can do the Alaska stuff, and, you know. If you just save a little money, and, and I highly recommend going to Alaska because it's an amazing place. I mean, I wish I, I wish I could spend five, ten years up there and do some sheep hunting and goat hunting and stuff like that, caribou. So, 
and right. I still got I got still got some things that I want to do and and then part of that. So, but what? yeah, I don't. I'm not a I'm not a rich person. I'm just a normal everyday, you know, swing shift worker. Been working twelve hour swing shift for twenty four years fixing pieces. Well, I'm I'm glad you touched on that because that's a big misconception in you know in a lot of people's minds, especially a lot of young hunters. You know, they think they got to make right. a million dollars to go on these hunts and. You know, and a lot, well, not just young hunters, but a lot of hunters in general. So I'm glad you right. touched on that. You know, just work hard, just work, do an honest work and, you know, save your money. And, you know, if you love hunting, you know, or love fishing, whatever your passion is, you can do it. Uh, right. That's exactly right. You can do it on a budget and still have successful hunts. Oh, yeah. You can. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Michael, uh, tell us, uh, tell it, you was talking about Alaska, man. I, I know we're in Alabama now, but that's a long ways away, but. You, you get I, I heard a little bit of passion in your voice for Alaska. You know, elaborate a little bit on that. Why, why do you love it so much? Well, you know, I, the first time I watched Jeremiah Johnson, that that got me on on bear hunting for some reason. Other than one year, my and wife, the first time we went to go Smokies, you know, I seen some black bear, and I'd follow around. I was just real curious about them, and I, I always wanted to do. After that, I always wanted to do some kind of bear hunting, grizzly bear or something. Well, I went to the National Wild Turkey Convention, my wife in Nashville, and run into a guy that is from Kentucky that guided for Arctic stuff in the Arctic Circle, and that just hit me up. And then uh, I asked him about it, and it was pricey. And I said, "Well, let me let me get back with you." Anyway, he sent me an email, and I said, "I'll tell you what, if you can let me pay it off in two years, I'll, I'll do it." So, so it, anyway, we flew. I had to fly. To, from Huntsville to uh, Fairbanks, and then from Fairbanks to a little town called Fort Yukon, which it was just in the Arctic Circle, then a bush plane, another. It would have took some, like something would have happened. It took six hours for them to get a plane to you and get you out of there if something happened to you. But it was, right. I got up there in that, in that tundra, and it was stayed daylight all day, and it was just it was just a unique, beautiful, and it was an amazing part of the world. And I seen them. Brown bear or grizzly bears, and wolves, and caribou, and dog sheep. It was, it was just the the variety of the animals and the variety of the way the country changes. It's, it's just so amazing. And uh, last couple of years, I went to the on the coast brown bear hunting on the coast, and man, it's that's another you know a different aspect of Alaska. And then went doing some fishing and stuff like that. But watching the brown bears hunt for moose and and the, the way the black bears move to stay away from the brown bears because the brown bears eat anything smaller than them. They don't care. They whatever whatever's walking there, they're gonna kill it and eat it. And it's, right. it was just amazing. We're camped out in a tent in the middle of nowhere. There's no vehicles, no lights or houses or anything like that. So it's it's just an amazing country with a lot of opportunities. So were you nervous at night sleeping in that tent, knowing that that apex predator is walking around looking for something to eat? I just said, it's never bothered me. And, I, and I tell, I'll tell the guys every time, I said, listen, when I go to sleep, I said, that song guy's going to have to put his feet on my chest because I'm not going to wake up. I won't wake up in tornadoes. And they said, oh, you don't worry about it. I got you covered. So I'm not I'm not scared of them. I respect them. So I, I, don't, I can have a fawn or a doe come out, and I'll get shakes and nervous wreck. But um, <laughs> a bear, a bear a just don't beast. do it. Yeah, the white tails is a whole different thing. With the bears, they don't bother me. And I'm not scared of them, but they're they're an oppressive animal. Though they're, they're you know the brown bears is the ultimate predator. So. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And you know it's like you always hear that white tail is king. You know it. 
that son of a gun. It don't matter how many, how many. What did he say a while ago? He got twenty something heads and. A he's, fawn will scare him. He still gets shooken up, you know. So, I mean. Yeah, I, it, I, I love it. And I used to get tore up. And, you know, the brown bear, the, you know, just to be so big, they can run like 46 mile an hour and take off faster than a quarter horse. And they, they're just, and they'd be up to 1,800, 2,000 pounds, you know, just, they're just something else. What's, uh, what's something the guides tell you, if, you know, if one of them gets after you? What, you know, let's just say you run out of bullets. What what do they tell you? Do they tell you any survival tactics or just, well, you don't want. Just uh, pray. First off, you don't you don't want to run out of bullets. They tell you to get down low, and if it's coming at you, wait till it gets pretty close, and you get down low where you're parallel with them, and then start shooting and save one to let it touch the bear's chest or whatever, and let it roll over, and you shoot it then. So right. that that, unless you won't save the one for you, that's your choice. But save <laughs> the one for you. So, but yeah. you just gotta be you just gotta be ready, and you know respect them, and be ready to shoot them. You know, you just can't, you can't, you can't get relaxed or, you know, or stupid. So, so it, it's not like, it's not, it's, it, it's a, it's an adrenaline rush. It's real exciting to hunt yeah. those bears and stuff, but it's not like, it's not the excitement you get when a, you know, a, a good buck walks in. Is that what you're saying? No, not, not for me. It's not a white tail. It's just a whole different thing. That's, that's our passion. I just, I just love doing different types of hunts and different animals to, observe how they use the woods or or use the ground how they move how they use wind and or terrain or whatever and it kind of helps me on some different tactics deer hunting and stuff so I, i'm just i just love doing different things so what what's um where do you hunt the most on public public land what's, what's your favorite where? place to hunt yeah a black warrior is the favorite place so that, that's that's kind of close to where you live you know your area yeah. right Right, it's about uh, 30 minutes or so. We got a camper we, we pull out there, I and mean, me and my wife, and we'll stay there off and on from October to the second week or so of December. Then I'll I'll pull out, and I'll, my brother's in the Army, and, and I'll meet him at Oak Bogey for a motorloader hunt. We'll stay down there for a week. And, uh, I'll come back, then me and my wife will go back to Oak Bogey, and then we'll go to Freedom Hills or Lauderdale. So we move, we got four or five that we, we hunted up. I've hunted several other ones. I used to hunt uh, Samar Murphy a lot. That's a, a good place to go to. So when when um, you're uh, sounds like to me that you hunt Black Warrior early, then move on down to Oak Muggy because are you are you following the rut? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, it's pretty much following the rut. And the Black Warrior is the reason I spend most of the time is because you know the genetics are a little different than the chance of killing a 200 inch deer is is more likely there than any other man there in Alabama to me. You know, That's there's right. there's big deer get killed on some of them, but there's some whoppers at Black Warrior, so they've killed, I don't know, four or five, 200 inches over the last 20 years or whatever. So. That's right. Uh, one one of our guests we've had on the uh, podcast was Nicholas Landers, and he's, he, what was it? Oh, yeah. Before last, he killed 180-something inches up yeah, there. Yeah, monster hunt. Yeah. Something and, and you know, he's killed, he's killed multiple <clears throat> big bucks up there, so. Yeah. He, he's like yeah. you, man. He loves that place. He has and, a lot of success up there. Yeah, and it and it's somebody like y'all, you know, that are really good hunters. You know, it, it's really hard to kill a big woods buck, and like like you and Nicholas, y'all have y'all have honed y'all skills in those big woods and those places like that, and uh, and you know what to look for, and you know how to key on a big buck, and when you're doing that, man, you don't need to you don't need to pay to go on a, a, a guided lodge hunt or a, a go into a hunt club you, you don't need it that i mean there's uh, a, there's this aspect of hunting too that where you get to 
where you are in those huge woods and then you can actually go out there and hunt that deer and to me you're an elevated hunter as opposed to you know something else or whatever yeah Buying a buying a hunt, yeah, right, buying a hunt or something. And, like that. and I, I mean, know I'm not like an elevation there. I'm not like, knocking, you know, people. You know, it's like me and you talked the other night, Michael. I'm not knocking anybody as long as it's right. a legal means of hunting. You know, go uh, after them. You know, because our, our our license sales in Alabama are down. So, you know, yeah. I, I'm all like like you said. You know, we got a lot of people against us. We don't need to be against each other. No. Right. But yeah. but yeah, I'm not exactly. You know, I'm not exactly a, a trophy hunter for deer. You know, but. I got some guidelines I try to stick to, but it comes down to meat, you know. If it comes down, I don't have any meat, and if it's a legal buck and I want to do it, I'm going to shoot it. Exactly. Oh, yeah. my, exactly. My wife is the same way, you know. It's a, You're a hunter first. That's right. That's, that's right. So. Yeah. I'm a I'm a meat eater first, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like to eat we, <laughs> Right. Yeah, we try not to buy any kind of beef or anything. We're trying to deer meat and you got deer processors now that that, that make so many different things out of the deer meat that it, you know from breakfast sauces to to uh some cured hams and uh hot dogs and different kind of hamburger I mean, i've had, it, I've had deer bologna you told deer me bologna oh yeah we got deer bologna uh, we call it ring bologna it's like a tube bologna yeah man you talking about something good and then the smokes, the summer sausage with jalapeno and stuff is real good. I've had, Poli- I've had Polish sausage and all kind of. Yeah, cuts. Polish sausage. We get a, we got so many different varieties of things made from our deer that it, it, you're not eating the same thing all the time, so, and it's all good. So it's, it's it's amazing. So. Yeah, and, and and a lot of people, a lot of people don't understand that. You know, non-hunters don't understand that. Even people that are not against hunting, they just don't understand it or never did. You know, that they're not they're not opposed to it. They just they really don't understand people like us that just you know that's that's our meat you know that's that's where we get our right. meat you know instead of going right. to win dixie or whatever you go you know we go to black warrior or, or the imaginary you know i can't right. tell you how many nights in a row i've eaten deer meat in the last three months i just keep eating it you know right. got to get it right. gone that way you can get some more <laughs> that's right. yeah. you know the other yeah. night it's just like the other night here's what we done my, my kids were here we uh i took two pounds of deer burger and i got one of those blackstone grills i cooked it on it I had some. I went to the Mexican restaurant up the road. Got some chips and there's uh, their cheese. I just put the deer burger over the <laughs> chips, you know, and poured that cheese over. Right. We sat there and watched movies and, you know, ate deer nachos. <laughs> nachos. There's nothing wrong with that. That's good. It is. It's delicious. I had deer scramble burgers last night. They were good. Yeah. <laughs> so, how many does do y'all usually take a year? I know you know everybody gets three bucks. So, I mean, when it comes to does, what do y'all usually take? Uh what we don't kill that many I, I don't see that many i see more bucks and does and i tell people and they say well i don't understand that's well, why I, I hunt different than, than most people it, and so i killed one doe last year with the most order my wife uh she shot a spike but she thought it was a doe but i haven't killed a doe with a bow in four or five years so it's i just and i don't i don't kill a buck every year with a bow i mean it's i'll kill one every now and then and so right. but i uh, will kill three to five or six deer a year and um we're not i mean i don't see that many of those i have no problem shooting those i just don't see that many of them so right if i if i do it's, it's later on in toward out when i don't want to shoot one so uh, we're a big boys trailing behind them so the last two deer that killed last year the bigger ones they were both trailing a doe and one of them was an hour behind a doe so yeah, yeah. That's, and that and that's and that's happened more than once so if you have a doe come by don't you know 
during the rut or whatever, you better stick with it for at least an hour because they can come trailing or more than multiple bucks can come trailing over a time span of an hour or two hours because they get on that trail. So. That's right. Yeah, I do the same thing. I I, I go, yeah, I'm going to shoot some does. I never shoot the does. <laughs> you never know what's behind her. That's right. You never know. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Especially, we're, we're in Bibb. We do a lot of hunting in Bibb County, Michael. Right. I mean, it's not far from Oak Muggy, but, you know, we have a December rut. And, man, you know, it, in December, well, after December, you know, we don't even, you know, we during that shoot. time, we don't even shoot those. So, if you're going to shoot a doe where we're at, you better shoot it before the rut hits. Yeah. You know, that's our. Yeah, and, I, and it makes common sense to do it because you're not, you're not, they're not eating off the land the whole, you know, during the winter and stuff like that. So, right. get them early and then it helps out on the rut. So. It does. And, you know, and by by Christmas time, you know, they're all bred up. So, you're killing two well, instead of one. Let's really. just say, let's say it was 100% breeding rate, you know, success and breeding. You know they're going to be all bred up, but you know sometimes they don't, and it'll fall into right. January. But uh, you know that way it'll give them time to have their phones. You know, I mean, grow their phones, and you kill one, right. you kill a doe in January where we're at, you're killing two deer. You know. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. That's that's the point. So that's right. Um, you you still do you do any duck hunting still? No, I haven't, I haven't been on duck hunting on a whim because it interferes with deer season. So I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. That's right. That's right. Um, well, you got any plans of going back on a, a, a bear hunt or anything, or anything like that soon? Um, I'm, I'm kind of saying my job is kind of touchy right now because what I do involves the airline industry and it's it's touch. And I'm fixing to be on a furlough or you know or uh, like a layoff for a month or so, and then we'll see how next year, how it starts out next year. But I want I want to try to do a mountain lion or something like that hunt pretty soon but a bear as far as a brown bear i wouldn't mind doing another brown bear with a bow i've got so many we got so many bears in here now my wife's like, you don't need another but i would really love to do one with a bow and but uh, oh heck yeah but uh mountain lion elk i've been buying preference points on elk woman for, for me and my brother for the last almost i think it's be about 10 years now so Next couple, next year or so, we'll be able to go wherever we want to, and it'll come out there. Or oh, we want to do it on our own, or we we don't know if we're going to do it on our own, or do it like a horse in hunt or something like that. So that's we want to cool. do something that's pretty, pretty rugged and out there. So that's cool. Horseback, but, yeah. You say got, you want a horseback in? Is that what you you want I'll, to do? Uh, one more time. You said you said you want to go horseback in. I might want. I think we're talking about trying to horse back in because they got areas like in the wilderness area in Wyoming that you can horse back in long ways in. They set up these camps and stuff, and you, you hunt out of that, and you have to ride a horse for half a day or whatever to get back where you want to hunt at. And that would be a that would be a pretty cool hunt. I would that think that would so. be cool. Heck yeah, yeah. it'd be cool just to go to Wyoming. Man, man, I'd feel, yeah. man, you feel like a straight cowboy right out of Gunsmoke. Be awesome, <laughs> or like, like he said, well, I go Jeremiah Johnson, Jeremiah Johnson, yeah, yeah. Jeremiah Johnson, or, or, or Jim Bridger, or something like that. So, yeah, so, that's right. So, yeah, Wyoming is a is a, a very unique state and beautiful, and it's got a lot of public opportunities and a, and a variety of animals. So, and it's it's not that pricey. So, we went out there and killed five or six animals and brought them back home. So, is your brother is your brother as crazy about it as you are? He's, he kind of fell off a little bit, but right now he's in Georgia. He's stationed in Georgia, and he's bow hunting right now, and he's he's on it uh, hard, and he, he'll be fired up for that mud loader. He's, 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 a, he's a big buck finding machine, so he just, <laughs> and he's, he's, he's on it. So. 
Well, I noticed you posted a video the other day. You're already on them too, but I, I know in your area, when I say this, folks, you know, I know it's early October, but up there where Michael hunts, just like right here, right here at my house, mine and Landon's house both, they opened it up October 1st this year. So right. in, in just certain little areas. So uh, I noticed you posted one the other day, a little, like a little small buck that you videoed and let go. So, so yeah. I mean, you yeah. can find he's them little, too. Yeah, he's a little five or six point or something. So, and I walked up on one at two o'clock. It was on a oak tree and and it was a two and a half year old buck or something it was a, a good wide butt when it took off and he didn't blow or anything he just made two or three hops and then stuff thick and was gone so i'm i'm assuming it was a two and a half year old buck by the way its body looked so they were kind of moving um in the middle of the day but there was some people kill some in the morning some does and stuff do you run cameras when you're up in there do you put out deer cameras yeah, I've got cameras out that I leave out year-round. Unless I know that they're going to burn something, I'll pull them, but I leave them out year-round. So. All right, that, that's a good that's a good tip for people. You know, even on big land like that, right. run your cameras, you never know what you'll see. You ever seen any bears in there? Not yet. I mean, that's, that's, I'd like to get a picture of a bear, but I have not got anything that's kind of – I thought I might have had a picture of something similar to a mountain lion one time at Oak Mogi, but I couldn't really – it was just the way that it was kind of foggy. It was a weird-looking animal, but – I don't really know what it was. So I couldn't verify if it was a mountain lion, but it was something different. So, hmm. one of our friends, but, he uh, he he's running some cameras at a management area around here, Chocolaca Management Area, and he had a picture of a black bear on there mm -hmm. this year, about, yeah, about, about oh, a month ago or so. Yeah, about a month ago. Yeah, that, that side of the state, they get quite a bit of bear sightings and stuff now. So, yeah, we had one. Our neighbor just right up the road had one trying to get in her garage. I don't know if she had cat food in there or just garbage. It it tore her garage door up trying to get into it. Yeah. Freaked her out. She was calling the police and everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But most, it's, it's most, pretty cool. Yeah, they're they're a very cool animal now. I'm glad they're kind of getting spread out in Alabama. Most of the sightings they're having you know, in June, and that's during the rut and, and, and boars. They'll cover a lot of territory. So. What, do you, what do you think Alabama – when do you think Alabama will have uh, a bear season, or do you think they'll ever come to that? I know if the population grows, you know, that's that's inevitable, but what do you think the magic number is, or have you heard uh, anything? I've not heard anything, but it, 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 it probably won't. I don't think it'll be in our lifetime. It's just it, – it'll, it'll, it'll take quite a bit, and it takes – I mean, I'm not no bear expert, but I would think the bear – People don't, a lot of people don't understand the bears are so predatorial that they eat cubs. And so you got to get a certain amount of a population built up and kind of like harvest mature ones to make a healthy population where the cubs actually live to actually expand the population. So I don't, I don't know if we'll ever have one. Right. You know, well. Because people are scared of them in Alabama and they'll shoot them without telling anybody and so stuff like that. So I don't, I don't think we'll get enough population in my lifetime but you yeah. never know i didn't know we'd be shooting alligators you know that's right so it happened in our lifetime have you ever thought about going to africa i know you killed a lot of stuff here in america have you ever thought about going over to the black continent uh, i i don't really have any gumption for it i had a chance to go on a free one that i'd already when well, i had a trip planned to go to canada bear hunting i my, i would rather kill everything or harvest everything that I in the United States or North America, and uh, before I even thought about going anywhere else, I, because all the animals in, in North America is 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 just what I want to do, and I don't really 
I just don't see anything. The only thing I'd really want him do in Africa would maybe a, be like a warthog or something like that. There's because rest of them, there's got to me now where it's more like concession hunting, where it's like big farms and ranches where they're hunting and stuff. To me, it's, it's I guess it would be like a safari, but it's not. It's not like it, what it used to be. Right. Not like free range or whatever. Or what you or yeah. what you consider free range. What's I mean, your it, What's your next big game animal that you want to go after in in the United States? What's the next big game animal? Animal. It's a toss up between the mountain lion and a, a mountain goat. So. Yeah, I was gonna say that some kind of sheep or something because I tell you what, it's yeah. it's hard to get it's hard to get a tag for a sheep and it's hard to kill one. The, the goat. The low, uh, the far a mountain goat and the doll sheep, you can do them pretty easy in alaska there's not in uh, parts of canada but uh, and, you know they're a little pricey because you gotta it's it, the uh, getting everything set up and what the guys got to do and all that is just a lot of leg work and flying work and everything ready but you can do a doll sheep pretty easy a uh, big horn or not big horn would be real pricey and uh desert sheep would be real high and then the stone sheep is real pricey but a mountain goat and dog sheep you can do you know within 20 something thousand dollars but the rest of them are gonna be way more than that so yeah and as far as in doing it in the lower 48 you got to put in for a drawing tag process and that could take you minimum 14 15 years unless you get lucky or you can you know bid on a governor's tag auction tag and you know, these people from Saudi Arabia and places like that buy some M tags because that's got plenty of money. So Dang. it's it's hard to get one of them. Or you can look up and, you know, they give like 80%, say, to the higher preference point people, then they'll draw a few just wild card draw where you might, the first year you put in for it, you might get it, but, you know, you might not. But to be reasonable, reasonable successful of that, you'd have to apply to a lot of states, different states, and tie your money up for four or five months or something so That's to right. find out if you're in drugs and and blood it's very hard to plan you do they give your money back they, after you put it in the draw yeah you'll you'll you get your money back if you don't get draw but you you'll there'll be a little service charge so. yeah wow man that, that that's kind of crazy about people all over the world bidding on them. I, I didn't know that. But, I mean, what, yeah. what, about, the, well, what about the mountain lions? You said you want to go after mountain lions. How, how tough yeah, is that be? You, you can do that over the counter. I mean, that's, you know, you can, some places you can get two of them, you know. So, you know, you go to New Mexico, Wyoming, Colorado, Utah, them places, and then get tags pretty easy. So, and, and that's, it's not a real, real expensive hunt. You know, it's pretty reasonable. So, but you got the you're talking about people from all the other different countries stuff buying stuff. You'd be surprised on how much money you know is made like that. In Alabama, the last I heard, they make more money off a non-resident license than they do resident license. You know because of the price difference. You know, there's not that many. You know, there's more residents hunt, but you know, but there's enough non-resident people that come in Alabama and, and buy a license that they get more money off of that. So, if it wasn't for that, you know, we'd be hurting on a little bit of money. So that's right. Yeah. Up there, you're talking about out-of-state. Do y'all see a lot of out-of-state hunters in Black Warrior? Yeah, there was, uh, there was some guys in Tennessee this weekend that was there so, that I've seen. And then uh, I think they might get some from Mississippi or something. But, yeah, it's it's more than you think. Turkey hunting, you sure enough get a lot of people from out-of-state. So. But it was uh, on this new opening weekend, October 1st, of, it was quite a bit of people out there. I was I was surprised a little bit, but you know, 
not surprised because they're, everybody's kind of been holed up from the COVID and stuff like that, and they really got to do some stuff. So it was, it was pretty interesting. What, what was your thought? What are your thoughts on them opening up October first and still running December into February? I mean, uh, deer season into February. I've been kind of asking about it. I mean, it's that this deer herd and then like the ones around Chocolock or whoever is a kind of a different genetic, and they they start everything earlier. And it, it, it would it, it benefit the people to be able to hunt a little bit of pre-rut and then the ruts early so you, versus hunting the later end when the horns, sometimes their horns are off in the middle of January. So Oh, yeah. Yeah, snatch their horns off. Chocolate like a here, what a lot of people don't understand is on the chocolate like a valley side, you know, of, of the management area here, like the high, Alabama Highway 9 right there, it um, those deer tend to rut to the mountain up there, that Longleaf Wildlife National Refuge, or whatever it's called. Anyway, they tend to rut. They'll rut in December, mm-hmm. but you go just a little bit further in the management area, then you start getting into that November rut. The further you go yeah. into the Cleveland County area, you know they start rutting in November. They they'll come in early. Yep. Well, a lot of yeah. people don't know that. I mean, I've killed. Let's see, where's he at? That buck right there was a November buck. Landing, and he was not rutting this 10 pointer right here. I know you can't see him, Michael, but I'm pointing on these racks. Yeah. That right there, that was a December rut, and he looked like Rocky Balboa. Yeah, beat up. <laughs> and they were they were on the Longleaf side. They yeah. wasn't over there on the Cleburne County side. Wow. Yeah, but you go you go over to Cleburne County in the mansion area in November, and that something right there would have hit a like Rocky. Yeah. Uh. So a lot of people don't understand that, and in in this state right here. Man, we're—I know it's—I know it's messed up, but we're blessed to have three ruts. You know, you can run a November, December, and January rut. Yeah. God, I don't think there's no other place, in no other state, state that you can do that, is it? Uh, I think no. Georgia. I think Georgia has some like that. It's—it's it's very similar. But you're right. They've because uh, like Okamoga, they have some deer brought in from like North Carolina or something. Mm-hmm. So they have a. A bigger body, and they have a little bit earlier rut, and you still got some of the Alabama, the Clark County, whatever that they're smaller body deer. And of course, Black Warriors got the Michigan and then some Alabama. And a lot of them in there has got some, uh, like I think Wisconsin deer or something like that. They have an early rut, but they they got hit hard by EHD several years back for some reason. But but it's they have an early rut and a, a good genetic deer. But, them versus Freedom Hills has pretty much all Alabama deer in there later in January, right, and early early February. So that's right. And you think it's kind of weird because it's farther north in right. Alabama. So you think that the farther north you go, we think it would be earlier, but it's not always true. So that's right. You go down to you follow Wildlife Refuge down there, and it's a November rut. Yep. Just that one little area right there. It's a November rut. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But I love it. Yeah. I love. I love Alabama. Oh yeah. You can't beat it. No, you can't beat it. Well, uh, I I. I I know everybody's got crazy stories. You know, you got something that's happened. I mean, or something funny, something scary. Do you, do you got anything like that, Michael? You got one story that just sticks out in your mind that it's happened over your hunting experience or your hunting cause, career. Because you've been you've been all over the United States hunting, so I know you got uh, something that you'd like to tell that's kind of uh, un- unbelievable or just uh, funny. Well, unbelievable. You know, I've had stories or got things that happen like when. Uh, me and my brother and my dad before cell phones come out and I was uh, we went hunting Oak Mogan. My brother shot a 
deer right at dark. And we went tracking that thing across the swamp, and uh, we couldn't end up not finding it. But anyway, we couldn't find our way back out. So <laughs> my brother fell in the creek and got wet, and then uh, we ended up having to spend the night and had to build a fire and stuff like that. And nobody, and nobody had a clue because we were going to stay in a motel and all that. And we about an hour before daylight, we heard cars driving, and we was about 75 yards from a gravel road with people coming in to hunt. So we, but we were lost, and we walked around for two hours in the dark trying to figure out how to get back across the swamp the right way when we did. So I've got another story. The scaredest I've ever been is walking in Black Warrior on a mud loader hunt. I was cooking in pretty good, and evidently there was some coon dogs that had been running all night, and they were asleep on the edge of that logging road, and I walked up on one of them, and they scared it, and it come out of there growling and Mm. Just back in, I'm talking about slobbering ground and night. I didn't know what was going on in, in the dark with the headlamp on. So. You thought you was done for, didn't you? Yeah, it, I didn't know what was going on for a few seconds. But that's the two craziest things that's probably happened to me out there. You know, you'll hear some noises every now and then. You don't know what in the world is that. Not, or not really know what it is. But, <laughs> so, that's that's right. not, There's some monsters out there in the woods if you listen hard enough. (laughs) Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. And and I know a lot of grown men that won't go in in the dark, and before before dark they come, and they're out there at the truck. That's gentlemen hunters. That's what we call them, gentlemen hunters. Yeah, I know know a guy that's some gun scared to death of coyotes, man, and he hears one howl, he's going to the truck. That coyote, people scared to death of the pigs, and and, and pigs are kind of weird too because in the dark i've walked up on them like three or four times one time with wife with me and they don't run off in the dark they're like bears they just they own the dark and they just kind of mill around and ease off they don't just take off running it's kind of spooky yeah but i know people are scared to death of them so. yeah they, they <laughs> that's one thing i wouldn't want to get on man just a, a hog at night especially a mean boar because yeah. in my mind what i always see is old yeller when Travis gets over there and that that pig gets yeah. on his leg, you know, and yeah. it tears up Old Yeller, that's that's my mind. Every time yeah. I'm in the woods at yeah. night and it's dark, I'm Travis yeah. and Old Yeller, he's getting cut up. <laughs> he's done. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm not making it home. A, a sow with the little little pigs might be the one to worry about more than a boar, you know. So, right. Uh, it just depends. The most of the time when boars, unless they they're like a big buck, they, if they're not chasing. Sales in the rut. Them song guns are isolated. They're solitary and they're nocturnal. There, I've had them. I've had biggins on cameras a lot, and they're just most of the time it's in the dark and they're by themselves. And I'm talking about whoppers. And so, but they'll they'll bed up in them old laurel bushes and them rough uh, mountain edges and stuff like that where you can't get to them. They're 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 something else. They're that's probably one of the smartest animals in the woods. Coyote and the pig probably two smartest things out there. Yeah, pigs are smart. They are. Yeah. You ever you ever, if you ever kill a big boar, you gonna get its head mounted? I, I I want one a big and I've killed several but I've I've killed several like two hundred pounders you know some pretty good touches but I want one that's got some touches that stick way out there but they say you know that they they keep them rubbed down in the wild so they don't really get as long as what you would think so right because they're always hooking you know I don't know if, how many pigs y'all got to run y'all hunting area but they have some guns that hook a tree up with their touches and mark them up like a deer doing a rub stuff to let, to let other boars know that this is their area so yeah they're pretty neat. Yeah, we don't we don't have any there right now, but uh, about five years ago, five to eight years ago, a guy seen one. But I, I guess the son of gun was traveling because he come through. We never seen him again. Never had him on camera. You know, it was. Well, I guess he was just lost. You know. I think I'll just kill him deer hunting. I think I've killed like fifteen or sixteen or something of them. And yeah. my wife killed three or four of them. So 
That's pretty cool. Yeah, so they're pretty good eating. I'll cut back trap stuff out. And if, you, and if you can find somebody to make sausages out of them, that's some real good sausages. I bet. Oh, yeah. It's a lot, better, it's a lot better than the store sausage by a long way. So. Yeah, really? I've had, I've had wild sausage before. It's good. Yeah, I've never had yeah. the wild sausage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was real good. So. Heck, yeah. Well, Michael, man, I really appreciate you being on tonight, and we talked to you long enough, and you, uh, I know you just got off work, and folks, this this man right here is a hardworking man. He works 12-hour shifts, and he saves his money, goes hunting on all these great hunts, so, you know, you ain't got to be a millionaire. You just got to work, and mm-hmm. that's right, and Michael, just, we... Just make, just fight, make you something, make you a goal of what you want to do, and plan it, and, and, and save you money, and just plan it out. You can do whatever you want to do. Just that's right. Put your that's, mind to it. that's right. That's great advice, Michael. Well, bud, I hope you have a good evening and get you something to eat, and uh, maybe we can talk to you again some other time. Hey, I appreciate it. It's good talking to y'all, and, and anytime. All we'll right, see you, take Michael. care, bud. We'll see. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See y'all.